Around Comics, episode 32. From Chicago, this is Around Comics. A roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. I traveled through time to be here today. No, you didn't. <laughs> We're also joined by our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. You're about to become a victim of editing magic. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on Around Comics. Got no place uh, else to go, Chris. Uh, can I go home? I've been I don't want to be time. here. This episode of Around Comics is sponsored by GeekArmor.com. Mr. Salazar, can you tell the fine listeners out there about Geek Armor? GeekArmor.com sells t-shirts with a geek in mind, featuring a great selection of comic book t-shirts as well as video game, sci-fi, TV, and movie shirts. You are sure to find something you like. Check out their latest design, a red shirt with a phaser hole on the front that reads, I went on an away mission and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. And now the good folks at GeekArmor.com are offering a 10% discount to all Around Comics listeners. Just use the coupon code AROUNDCOMICS, all one word, when placing your order and receive an additional 10% off. GeekArmor.com, check them out today. A quick reminder that Around Comics was recorded every Friday from 7 to 9 at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. Uh, another quick note, if you listen to Around Comics through iTunes, like we know most of you do, please drop by the iTunes Music Store and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Uh, this is a midweek episode of Around Comics, so if you are a first-time listener, we would definitely suggest that you go back and listen to one of our Monday episodes. Listen to all of the episodes. <laughs> to, just to get caught just up. Just to get caught up. Collectors. No. Our, our Monday episodes are the longer episodes that have all of the wire to wire comic news and top-of-the-stack recommendations. They give you the full Around Comics experience. But today, we're Yay. just going to uh, <laughs> talk about a couple topics. Uh, we're... Uh, kind of mulling around looking for some stuff to talk about and so i went back to our may contest thread and one of our favorite posters on the forum paper cut had uh, made a post that, that had a lot of different topics paper cut <laughs> it one one of his thousands of dissertations on the forum and uh it, it was a great post with a lot of good ideas none of them were enough to make an entire show about but i think you're Put pathetic. them together. You know, go back to the drawing board, paper cut. Start. Yeah. I want to see double the amount of posts and no double from spacing. Now on and no, <laughs> no. I think we should respect the Socratic method more. Oh. A series of questions leading to dialogue. Tom. I haven't finished my first. Beer, oh, okay. So never still, mind. Right. I still have. You know. All right, guys. Beer. From paper cut. I'm yes. going to go over the. We've got about oh, five, five or six I'm good, good topics here. I'm ready to answer. <laughs> All right. Do people ever no. really plan on selling their collections someday? Absolutely. Even I have uttered the following words a long time ago, albeit, when asked why I buy comics. 
said, I love them, and because they're also investments. Now, should comics have an intrinsic value to them? Should they be viewed as investments? In other words, if there was no secondary market or collectability to comics, would that be better or worse for the industry? Would you enjoy them more? So I guess the question is, first, do you ever plan on selling your comics? Yes. All of them. No, all of them. (laughs) Someday. Um, I've, I've... I've sold my comic collection uh, twice in the past, mm-hmm. um, and I'm in the process of weeding it down from you know 20 long boxes to hopefully half that two amount. Issues. But I'm not. Two I'm not actually. Issues. I'm not. Yeah, two just real, <laughs> really good issues. Really, like I go back to. No, I, I'm hoping to weed it down to hopefully half of what I have now. Um, but I'm not actually selling them this time around. I'm trading them in on trades and. And hardcover editions and stuff that I, I think I would go back and read because a lot of the crap that I have in my long boxes is just that it's crap and I'll never, never <laughs> I'll never I mean it's it's gold to someone but to me it's uh, stuff you're never gonna read again. it's stuff I'm never gonna read again I'm never gonna use again there's no point to it it's taking up tons of space and I'd rather trade in you know. Uh, I think the last time I, I was here, I traded in a couple of long boxes of stuff that, honestly, I would never miss. I'll never go back and read again for the Fantastic Four Omnibus, which I thought was a fantastic deal for me because I'll use that. I'll read it. I, you know, I may go and back to it. Shove, you're not going to shove that in a long box. It's right. always going to sit on yeah. a bookshelf. That's going to look cool. Yeah, so absolutely. you traded all those comics for old comics <laughs> well yeah i mean in that in that, in that instance all I those did. <laughs> oh, sorry tom, well, t- no, tom what, would you or yeah, do you I ever have. plan on just ditching all of your single issues yeah i've done it once before right before i went to college and i for cash for, for beer money for money for drinking and like and you call yourself a fan? Yeah, I'm. Not, yeah, I'm not. Well, not he's more really of a fan, fan of drinking than he is. Yeah, of comics, at that so. time in my life, I was a much bigger fan of eating and drinking than I was of having a really sweet issue of uh, New Mutants. I used to have all the issues of New Mutants, and I loved that series, and I sold all of them. I sold my first uh, New Mutants one through ten this week, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, I, it's just I was never gonna. I read them all like what'd you get? seventy times. What? It, <laughs> I'm what'd you get? Gonna, I'm no, not I, even gonna say. Um, you know, there's <laughs> there's certain dollars. there's certainly some oh, stuff in okay. the in the past that I regret getting rid of. Um, that now is worth quite a you know Zero a, a, like my entire run of X Men Uncanny X Men. Me too. I, I, my, my first semester of college was paid for by Uncanny X Men one oh four through like two ten. But now it's you know I know what I want I know what I want to keep I don't I don't care what something's worth any longer I mean it, it means nothing to me at this point in my life that I'm gonna I'm not gonna try and recoup any value from them because honestly you're not going to you can go to eBay you can go to any comic book store you can go to the conventions and try and sell them and you're always gonna get less than what their priced value is well, because it's only worth we're all you know our median age is probably about thirty thirty one I am twenty six my <laughs> friend you are yeah. not. Um, actually, Sal's our, our elder statesman on the panel day. You're 35. I'm 33. Tom is 27. And Punk. I think that we all cut your hair. Were, we were all kind of caught in the speculative market of the 90s, where it, all the big news was get the death of 
of Superman or get X-Force number one, it's going to be worth a bunch of money. I unloaded six number one issues of X-Force number one. And, Mark, did you even keep them in the store? Did you, did you not just use yes. them to – do you use them to, like, they're in the toilet boxes? Straight oh, to CGC. They're in the bathroom. Straight to CGC. So <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that after that we realized as maybe a generation of comic fans that speculating on comics as investment is just going to drive you insane and lead to a lot of disappointment. I finally came back into comics after getting so burnt out by that and realized that I just like to read comics and I don't care what they're going to be priced at. Uh, I picked up uh, I, I did get two copies of Marvel Zombies by accident. Yeah. I bought it off the shelf, and then I came back the next week, and Mark had put one in my pull box because he thought I would like it. Didn't know that I had bought it. I had actually forgotten I had bought it because I didn't read it yet. So I had two copies of Marvel Zombies. Speculator. No, it was it was okay. <laughs> it was speculating Zombie. by accident. Yeah. I brought it. They're selling it for thirty-five bucks now. Yeah. I. Brought it. I brought it in a couple weeks ago and traded it for a trade. And I'll take my my other one whenever the whenever the hardcover comes out. I I'll think try. I have that. I'm bringing that in. I'll, I'll I'll bring in my full run of Marvel Zombies and probably trade it for the hardcover. Will nice. you do that, Mark? Trade me straight up the single issues, the single issues of Marvel Zombies for the twenty dollar hardcover coming out. Okay. He might. Well, there you go. <laughs> Except everyone will be doing the same thing. So. Yeah, wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I can I'll be doing it first. Uh, but no, I. You know, it is. I, I became a much happier comic book reader when I decided that the only value they have to me is is what they're worth reading. Mm -hmm. And other than that, I don't pay attention yeah. to what they may be worth or may not be worth. I, I could care less. It. Um, it isn't something yeah. that you know has any because a lot of times stuff that is worth a lot to me isn't worth anything it's you know crap that i could care less about so i don't have the space in my house to that, try that's, and store that's, that's a you big know. thing is is the space consideration you know and there there are people that are cardboard you know, boxes are tiny well you know i was talking <laughs> about us as as 90s you know 80s 90s generation collectors and there were a lot of, you know, intentional overprints and the, the whole speculator market got out of control. But there are collectors out there. You know, we're going to have Bob Breedle on on Monday's episode. We're going to attack him. Well, no. Bob's been collecting. Rape. He's been collecting Whoa. since since 1970. <laughs> oh. And his comics are worth something from an <clears throat> investment standpoint. Sure. And that is totally different than what we do. But Bob still has a very healthy love of the medium. And he understands that the things that he buys now are not really going to be investment. It's his early issues of the JLA and and that kind of stuff that holds an investment. Sure, and there's value. I mean there's a certain part of me that would like to go back and purchase expensive comics, you know, classic stuff and have it. But honestly, it's just like, what am I you know it? What am I going to do with it? Well, you just what got, am I, you, you know, what's you the ju point? You just got the, the Fantastic Four omnibus. Yes. That was what? Fantastic Four 1 through 34. I don't know. Yeah, something, something like that. 1 through 35. I haven't read it all yet. You so. got it You got it basically for nothing. Less, less than 100 bucks, and it was you traded in a bunch yeah. of comics. I traded in a bunch of comics now, that I didn't want for, you would be fine. for something. You're fine. How much more enjoyment <laughs> are you gonna, would don't you worry. get out of actually spending thousands of dollars to buy oh none Fantastic none at all the none actual at all things. i mean that's the whole point you know it's you like it's just that collector mentality that i think that you know it's part of 
all of us to some degree that enjoy comics for some reason we have that in us that we want to have something that nobody else has or that we want to have something that's rare and and I don't know I think it's just sort of it may just be American or you know in, in some sense but conspicuous consumption I'm looking over in the corner here and there's you know this old Spider-Man phone with yeah. a, with a with a chimney and Spider-Man cr- I have that somewhere in like my mom's attic I don't know what it's worth but I mean, it's like guys that collect Worth that. If it works, of, I'd use it, man. Well, I mean, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's just that collector mentality of of like, you know, it's sort of just that greed of you know and yeah. and wanting to hoard it, coveting yeah. all this stuff and and trying to hoard everything and I don't know. To me, it it just at this point in my life, I could care less. It well, doesn't matter. It's. You can read a book now and know immediately that you'll never look at it ever again. Like, I just read an issue of Outsiders, and before I even got to the last page, I almost didn't finish it. I was like, I'm never going to read this ever again. What would ever possess me to read it? So it's, you know, it's part of sort of the fact that we're even reading them is different from, you know, speculators it, at it, some is point. Bringing, you know? Is bringing in comics to... to to sell them back to a shop or whatever, is it admitting defeat as a collector? That it's like, I failed and now I must shed my Look at my, all the stuff I bought that I made a huge... <laughs> I always trip and fall in this hole of buying this, you know, book. Well, but at the same time, you turn around and, and every week I see you, you know, walk out of the store here with a stack of quarter books. And you're not Thing interested... No, no, but, no, no I, but I mean that you enjoy those and you're yeah. spending very little money to get them and you get the stack of comics and you go home and you, you have all this enjoyment. Sit in a and box. Yeah, well... <laughs> well I, I, th- I think get what we're getting yeah. into is that this is a very one-sided discussion because... And, and yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that we are the best comic fans, but I am the three the of best. us. The three of us, the number one, oh, the best comic fan in guys, the entire hang it up there, gunslinger guys, calm down. world, <laughs> most handsome. Yeah, well, there yes. is that. There's well, none of that at this table. Fast, <laughs> but I am the fastest. <laughs> I, I, I think we all agree that <laughs> quickest draw. <laughs> that I would rather read a, a comic than you know. Even if it's in a reprint, just to read it and experience that comic, than to yeah. you know own. Now, if someone's going to well, walk up and give me Amazing Fantasy fifteen. I'm going to take it. How? Yeah. But yeah, but you know, going to the to sort of the second part of that question that you asked is about does it hurt the industry? Does it make it better? I think it hurts the industry. You know, in some ways because you have the the big two and mm-hmm. even to a large degree some of the smaller publishers. And independent publishers trying to use that to their advantage to sell more books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take a, a company like, um, oh, geez, I can't think of who, uh, the guy that puts out what, what? Uh, oh. the vampire chick with the enormous knockers. Vampirella? And, no, not out. a Vampirella. It's another Lady one. Lady Death. Yeah. I mean, he puts out like 12 covers, yeah. to, you know, and they're all porn, well, there you know, is, poses. Well, he's, trying, he's trying to tap into you that You can masturbate to every yeah, single one of them. But it's all, it's all garbage, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all, it's all sort of crappy stuff, and instead of producing quality comics... And that's why I, I like the trade industry, and I like how everything is moving to trade, because you know what? If a comic isn't good enough to, to keep, you know, enough people interested in buying it to make it to a trade... It maybe shouldn't have been made in the first place. Well, first of all, if you would have been here, you would have seen <clears> the guy who was looking at all the Lady Death issues just turn around and look at us and then walk out of the store <laughs> <laughs> and put all of the copies down and go. There's a niche for Is he the guy with the hairy palms? I think it'd be interesting if you took out 
the collecting aspect, how much it would affect comics. Because I think for a fan, sure. for someone... I'm not really a collector, so it's hard for me to think that way. And therefore, it's hard for me to imagine there's a lot of people like that. Just as I imagine people that are really big into collecting are like, how could you not be into collecting? I know, I'd be curious because I think it would be really surprising to see if somehow you were able to eliminate collectability, how that would really affect well, I think the it's, comic industry. I well, mean, I, th- I know personally I was... A, you know, I, years ago I was a huge collector, and I bought multiple copies of issues, and I, you know, and I I did all oh that God. stuff that now I look at and I think is just silly. I just I don't know if it's just part of age. Instead of those of six X Force number ones, I could have been buying Eleven Rockets. Well, at the time, yeah, shame on me. Or you could have um, saved up for every single Zero issue. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's I think it's part of it is I mean you look at other industries that gear their stuff towards kids like you know and, and maybe this is a little older but like Pokemon mm-hmm. or um, catch them all. Uh, Pokemon I mean it's the perfect example of <laughs> like you know that? gearing what? and marketing everything <laughs> yeah. marketing everything towards that collective well, that was mentality. their marketing I mean, tagline gotta you know, catch them all yeah you, you know, know what I mean make your, like parents, you, your you, parents you, have to catch them you, all you, yeah. mu- <laughs> you must buy every one of these or on, like uh, Beanie know. Babies you know mm-hmm. for like for, for like two years time. Beanie Babies were like the most wanted thing and everybody on the planet and it became a shark feeding frenzy sure. that everybody needed to have these things buy any yard because they were gonna I mean my mom still thinks she has these Beanie Babies that are worth something yes my mom has all these Beanie Babies and she put them all in my room after I moved so every time I go home there's like a fucking husky like Beanie Baby staring out from this basket filled with just like platypus your mother put Beanie Babies in my room in your bedroom yes in my room to replace you to replace that whole the love that is that that why you grew the beard and put a scar on your face yeah that's why I'm just kind of like that's why I have these glassy eyes so I can Approximate that what, empty what, feeling. What's uh? Let's move on to another one of uh, Papercut's questions. He goes, uh, "Alternative covers are back," and this is kind of playing on the whole speculator deal. Did uh, they ever really leave? You know, I don't think they ever did. Uh, are we heading towards another speculator market? Do publishers secretly wish for more speculators to sell more books? I don't think they or have secretly. They, yeah, I don't think there's any secret about it. Or have they learned from the crash of the '90s? Uh, and then he goes on, uh, is CGC good or bad for the industry is Dynamic Forces. So I think we're talking about variant covers, how the industry uses them, do they overuse them, and then the whole CGC boom. Wh- when was the first slabbed book well, that you remember seeing? 1987, <sighs> it was a copy of Vampirilla. No, I don't, I have no <laughs> I idea. I don't know. I think it's great to take a comic book and make it unreadable. <laughs> <laughs> what they should do is they should take all the bad books and slab those so no one so can no read one can yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, well, I think uh, I mean. I wonder what you a nine point oh X Force number one goes for. <clears throat> you look at it. All right, enough with the X Force. Um, an- there's plenty of worse books out there on the racks than X Force. Ooh, we got ourselves X Force fan. I sold no, my I'm entire run of Brigade. No, I'm not an X Force fan, but it's just silly to keep. I'm gonna call you Cannonball. Anyway. <laughs> You know, we look at something like CGC as, you know, an an evil or something in the industry. No, I don't but think it's evil. Yes, I do. Mark does. Some people do. I, I, did, I, think, I didn't say I Chris it, looks at the it, at something is, like if CGC. If it is used Hold correctly. on. Oh, okay, cool. Shush. 
You two need to start. I'm your the own. host of you this show. You two need to start your own podcast. I can edit you out at any time. So. You guys I'm the host, but you hold the power. That's Damn. right. You I'm guys the man start behind your own, man. and you can really sell. You Shut can up, Tom. You're Tuesday, just a guest here. And you can release yours on Wednesday. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, um, but I, you know, all they did was tap into something that already existed. I mean, you had people buying these comics that you know they wanted to protect their investment. And they never read them anyway. They put them away, whether it was mylar and a you know backing board or whatever it was. You know they just tapped into that. It's not like they created that part of the industry. You know they they may have made a sort of cottage industry out of it by you know the rating and, and everything else. But the rating was going on just in a less you know uh, exact good old form less American exact, entrepreneurship. Well, I, well, and, it, and it, at it, least it, now if you do own books that you know are worth something. You you know you can have that certified and well, it you takes know, so the I don't subjectivity know that it's a bad out of it. Thing. It takes the subjectivity right. out of it. You know that's so those I, evil comic store managers can't rip you off. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I see is rob you. You know, say you. okay, we'll look at the the new release wall. Talking uh, to the microphone. Supergirl number seven came out this week. Slapped. <laughs> the things that upset me is whenever next week I'll see a, a CGC 9.8 Supergirl number 7. You can for, still get a 9.8 on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and you'll see it CGC graded online for you know $90 or, or some bizarre well, ridiculous. I think, I think what people, what collectors should do, and because you know it doesn't do anything to increase the value of a book if you buy 12 copies and put them away. You should buy twelve copies, burn eleven, eleven of them, and then the value will go <laughs> up. Tell and, everyone and, you know, else hey, the book sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then none of them. Uh, Pre-order. But so something like that is ridiculous. Now a CGC of a action number or one, or a, or a Detective Twenty Seven, or you know whatever landmark book. Now those are auction items, and if you're going to spend that much coin, you know thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that's not going to be a reading copy, uh, yeah, I would want that graded. You know, you, and so CGC has its place on rare and expensive books. So for that reason, I don't think it's it's bad, but I think it's this overuse for common everyday issues that are, you know, a month or two old. Uh, what was it, the, uh, the countdown to Infinite Crisis? Was that like a fifty cent? Yeah, a dollar issue? book that's slabbed right up a there. A dollar, a dollar book. They were. Th- I, I was seeing CGC right there. rated. It's right there. Is, is there a CGC? Yes, there is. What, not, hold on. Let's start. No, okay. Here's here's well, the thing. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. If you get Action Comics number one slapped, <clears throat> first of all, you don't want to open it up because Superman doesn't even really look like Superman in that. <laughs> number two, why doesn't anyone talk about Action Comics number two? I'm sure that's also worth a lot of money, but you never hear anyone talk about that. Um, what are you guys selling this for? It's, What's he selling? It's unpriceable. Like $25. $25. So, 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 Countdown to Infinite Crisis, it's a dollar book. It is a 9.8 CGC uni- universal grade for 25 bucks. Hey, if there's somebody out there that wants to spend, if that wants to have that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. what you're paying there is not for the comic. You're paying for the CGC. Put that, well, yeah, put but that 25 years from now, maybe that's worth something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, at some point, you do get, you know, you get rid of comics. People get rid of comics. They all end up either in that comic book store, or they end up thrown away, or something. Ha- I mean, it's not like it used to be where, you know, nobody 
you know, grandma didn't know that your comics were going to be worth something when you moved out and, and grandma, you know, threw them all out and you went back. Bitch. She traded them in for a, for a um, pound puppy. Well, I mean, that's why a lot of, you know, old comics are, re- you know, are, are worth something because they just don't exist. Nowadays, comics are, you know, a Supergirl number seven. 20 years from now, you're probably going to be able to pick one of those up pretty cheap, you know, because they're going to be around. But... Are you going to be able to pick one up in perfect condition that's graded and rated? So, I mean, it has some sort of value sure. if that's what you want. Me, personally, I'll never buy a CGC book. I'll never have a, a book rated unless, you know, I all of a sudden come into a bunch of money and I decide to buy a bunch of old comics, but I don't think I ever would. But, see, I think that's it. That, that's my stance, anyways. That I think it has its place for the right comics and, you know, not for... What about alternate covers? Uh, we skipped over that. For... Once again, for the right reasons. I think what, a, what you saw with Civil War, what they're doing right now, and to an extent, Infinite Crisis. I think the Infinite Crisis was a little bit different because they had the the Perez cover and the Jim Lee cover, and that was obviously, I think, a, a ploy by DC to boost sales to get people to buy both covers. Now, whenever you go into yeah, re- but is that a bad thing for them to do? I mean, they're I'd in- do it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're a business. They're in the sure. process of making money. That's what they. If there's someone out there that's willing to spend four thousand times cover price for something because it's a little rare, mm-hmm. I don't think it's evil by the you know one of these companies no. to do it. Well, My only do issue with it is if they do it at the expense of the quality of the books, which I haven't really seen that in the big two and most other publishers. I think in some regards you see it on lower level books that are crappy and they use that as a ploy, you know, to try and make them more appealing if they instead of just writing a good book. I have no problem with it. And I, I also don't have a problem with reprints having different covers. I've I've got no problem with that because for me I I want to know if I have a first or second printing. I have second printings of books that look identical to the first printings I don't of care. books at home. <clears throat> yeah, but there's still the collector in me. I've got a second printing of Daredevil Dork. 26, the, the, first, wanna... the first Bendis <laughs> issue of, of Daredevil, and it looks just like the first printing, but I know it's a second printing. And what does it mean? And that bothers I, you to the core of your does, soul. It drives it, them crazy. It, I have a first it, printing. It's a I'll little itch you. that I can't scratch, so... You know, Every time you read it, you're like, oh, this well, no, is sweeter. Well, no, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade my run of Daredevil in for the for the oversized hardcovers. So, you know, so it'll just be a matter if Mark notices Why are you jumping a, on my bandwagon and trading stuff in for hardcovers? You know, I started... I'm because I'm moving in with my delicious. girlfriend, and yeah. she's telling me to get rid of crap. <laughs> I'm going to trade all my trades in for single issues. Nice. Yeah. Tom's going the What do you got? I probably have a bunch be... of... Uh, no, my, my only problem with, on with, with variant covers <laughs> is when people will buy variant covers even if they bought the original. It's buying two copies of one. We're insta- blaming you, listeners. I, instead, of, <laughs> instead, of, instead of taking that three bucks to buy something else to expand their comics world. Oh, you know you do it. Not anymore. <laughs> I used to. Last year. I used to. How, so Mark, I, how long ago did you stop doing that? Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Around Comics, new every Monday, and now with all new and improved bumpers between segments. The anticipation is killing you, isn't it? 
All right, we're going on. Are there the more topic. than one? Is there more than uh, one cover for this book? How do you how do you to. determine what you want to collect you versus me what one? you want to I don't read? even care if it's real. Is it based on what you can afford? If money was not a problem, would you buy every series that piqued your interest, or just the ones that you deem worth collecting? So I guess he's asking. I buy know, everything I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Do you I'm fortunate thing? enough that I don't. You know, money. I mean, I don't. I mean, there's some Ooh. things. That, no, I don't mean it that way. But it's like, is you know, I spend a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month on comics. That's my sort of one, you know, hobby that I spend money on. You know, and so yeah. I well, buy just about everything. Listeners I Listeners can't read. see that you're sitting on a pile of of gold, cash, gold, gold blooms, gold, gold blooms. I have the no lights just, of cigarettes with hundred dollar bills. Um, I read what I, but I don't buy everything. I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of stuff I don't buy just because I know I'm not going to like it. So yeah. it's not really a question of it, whether it's worth collecting or not. I could care less if it's worth collecting. It's whether it's worth reading or I get, not. I get about as much as I want to read. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm to the point where I can't read as much crap as I buy. You know, I, I buy so much. I, I, I've been resisting buying Riquetto for about. Six months now. Don't don't resist it. And, well, I, I finally caved in. I bought the trade. How is it? And I loved it. It was, it's it's add fantastic. It to, so I pile. I don't buy everything that I think I might like because I'd never be able to get through all of it. Well, yeah, that's sort of. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of mainstream stuff that I buy because I like the characters, and I think right now there's a lot of good stuff out of Marvel and DC. But there's, you know, I'm much, I'm much quicker to cut stuff off now if I don't enjoy it, as opposed to I need to have this run complete Un- or something. Run. Yeah, I could care less whether or not it, you know, it is it good? Am I enjoying it? Am you know, do I like reading it? That's what you know I base my yeah. decision on. Not I, I need to have, you know. I just made a decision though because I I do pick up a lot of things that that I want to read and I am interested in. But like American Way, I'm three issues behind on that. I'm gonna stop getting it, and I'm gonna wait for the trade. I'm already three issues behind. I've run out of it's time. It's only selling eight thousand copies. So, so, you know, I really like that book up until the last couple of issues. But but that's a whole but my whole topic. point is sometimes I run three and four issues behind on a book, and I'm new rule. If I'm three issues behind on a book. I'm going to stop getting it, and I'm going to get the truth. There's a side rule on that, though, if it's Greg Rucka or Witchblade. He doesn't necessarily mean anything. How far are you behind on Witchblade? I haven't read Witchblade in two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, man. 30 issues. One issue to go, boys. One issue to go. I always, after I get about six issues of something, every six issues, I go back and reread the six issues um, to see if I actually like it. Sometimes I'll read it and... I won't remember what happens like the month before. And I'll just read and I'll be like, oh, that's all right. Then I'll read the six of them together and I'll be like, well, that was pointless. I don't know why I'm getting that. <laughs> and how do you keep it. that organized? I, I have a, an Excel spreadsheet at home. It's an Excel spreadsheet in his mind. <laughs> you are an you know, accountant. I keep track. I keep track. I My mark down whether I like them or not. Good Lord. <laughs> so I can remember. This, uh, just Here, a little taste. A little taste of Here's it. a the really madness. funny one from Papercut that I want to get Mark's uh, opinion <clears throat> Who's on. Who's the so strongest? Mark, Mark, come on over here because I want your opinion on this right away. If all three of you are animals. Is there anything wrong with reading <laughs> comics or trade paperbacks 
in the stores or shops on a fixed budget is that if that is the <laughs> only way to keep up with the titles you want. So, Mark, as a shop owner, is there anything wrong with people perusing the uh, uh, the aisles and reading their their comics? I, I see the use of it, but it it doesn't really help the market by them reading the books. Well, it's not my job to help the market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. your job. Mr. Online Comic Buyer. I That's right. I'm I a consumer, you got to convince man. me not to eat and buy comics <laughs> instead. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've had folks, and I've heard some of the stories. You had one guy in particular that would come in every week, and he would read... Three or four books. Yeah. He'd read three. He'd buy one, if I'm lucky, and he'd read three to four books. He'd be here for an hour and a half. And we, we kind of put up with it for a while, but after he did it consistently, week after week, we just finally told him, you know, it's it's not a library, and you're, you're reading books that other people are going to want to buy later on, and it's unfair for them to buy a used copy well, of I a think comic book. Well, I think it's the same sort of question as about, like, downloading. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't afford to buy the books, and the only way you can get it is to download them, is it right to do that? I can't afford the CDs, so is it okay to download the music? Right, well... And the movies well, you and know, the TV shows. No, it's not right, but at the same time, but of course, most everyone does that. Of course, we don't do that. Right. Well, exactly. You know, um, I've never downloaded a comic. I, I never have. I don't. I don't believe in reading comics Liar. online, except for like cartoons. You've I've read downloaded comics. I've downloaded I've American. Read downloaded Did you really? Okay, yeah. so you haven't downloaded I, them I, well, I yourself. Say, I, did, I did it no. once. I, I downloaded some Alan Moore books. So it's better that somebody else downloaded and gave it to you, and you read Someone it. Someone gave me a CD of Miracle Man. Of a downloaded miracle. I know more than that <laughs> now that you've read. Don't lie. Oh, but yeah, I read like three pages of that <laughs> and uh, and threw it away. It's not. It's it felt dirty. Threw it away. <laughs> you your dirty. ass. I felt dirty. I was the one that gave you Miracle Man. I, you can't get that. You, uh, no, you can't. You can't they are hard. That. They are hard to find. And you know what? I and if you could, if you I could get it, I I buy them. You know, if they came out with a trade, I'd buy it. No question. As soon as it's out of legal, you know, the legal whatever it's in. I'm sure they'll Limbo. put trades out, and we'll all go out and buy them. And those sure. those few trades that are out there will stop being $150 a piece. Yeah. Well, th this is the thing as far as like downloading comics. It's like, oh, I downloaded a ton of comics. I don't have time to read the comics I buy. Why would I download comics mm -hmm. that I don't have time to read? Yeah. I, I uh, you know, I don't download no, comics on a, you know very often. Mm -hmm. I mean, in fact, I have only done it once or twice for a couple of things that I wanted to read and I didn't really want to invest the money in because they were more expensive things that I, I just wanted to read. I, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I mean, is it, it, it is wrong because on some level, I mean, obviously legally it's wrong, sure. but also the creators, you know, if they're getting, you know, gypped out of, out of stuff, but I wouldn't buy it anyway. You know, I'm no, not... No, that's, that's the catch-22. I, I, a lot of the CD, I, I download music. I go... But I wouldn't be buying the CDs. I don't know the last time I bought a CD for myself. Right, literally. Same sort of thing. I stopped buying CDs long before MP3s ever came out. Just if I, if I got I, tired of the prices and everything else, so and a lot of I times, it, you know, with CDs or with whatever, you know, it's like if, if it's something I like, I will go buy it. You know, especially with comics because I I don't particularly like reading comics on a computer screen. If I read something that I do like, I would go buy it because I don't have a problem spending the money. On it. But you know, if you know, the, this question was, you know. If you're on a fixed budget and you can't, is it okay to go into a comic shop yeah, and kind of look yeah, through the shelves? It's not. I mean, certainly it's not. I think it's even wrong. It's think, more wrong in that sense, just because you're 
using a book. I mean, like someone else is going to want to buy that, right? I mean, as right. opposed to Barnes a digital thing. The whole idea is yeah. based on that, though. Going in there and reading the books, you don't have to buy them. Yeah, find a comfy. Seat, they don't seem to be hurting. And read but the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go into the manga section over there, and there's there's going to be at least one kid sitting on the floor but reading. But reading. That doesn't sell in the Midwest. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's more of a East Coast West Coast thing, but that's just mostly West Coast. I've seen kids. Well, I always see in the graphic novel section. There's always some kid sitting in the middle of the aisle reading. That was me, Tom. <laughs> oh, okay. Some small. Actually, Ber- Bernie. Bernie works at uh, our good friend Bernie Gonzalez from the Forum. Uh, said the week after you did a top of the stack on rats, the book yeah. they found three copies of them in the aisle. He said it's the first time he's ever seen that book Rats out of by place. Robert Sullivan? Yes. Wow. He said it was actually really You wield really real scary. power, my friend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. People, send me a check for $10. <laughs> You'll so, get the Tom Kidder's newsletter. So that was, yeah, that was... <laughs> well, I think, I, you know, I'm going to... once every seven years. Seven years. I'm going to say this as my sort of definitive answer to that question whether it's digital or in a store we're gonna and, do and, and it's gonna be that, so. it's gonna be point. what my grandpappy always said was oh, it's dear. only wrong if you get caught, if you get caught so it, you know i don't know if, you, the, if you're the not fir- getting the caught. first rule about downloading comics is that we don't talk see about if i can't afford a comic comics. i just make it up in my head so I've got no, like you 10 bought, years you, of Nightwing um, in my head right now. I thought you <laughs> bought all that's what you were buying all those quarter issues so you cut them up and you make your make own comics. Make my own comic. Oh, Sasquatch hey, is wrong. If I get arrested, <laughs> if I get arrested for like the 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 that Miracle Man and like the one other comic that I I downloaded. Bring it on. Uh, you know, they have to prove that I'm hurting the industry in some way, and, you know, it's going to be hard to do when I spend $200 a month on I don't comic think that books, we so. hurt the industry yeah. at I'd all. I'd like to see Neil so. Gaiman try and come get me for downloading Miracle Man. Doesn't he have the rights? Neil Gaiman's a bad I don't know. He would McFarlane, like Gaiman, it's, it's, that's why it's I'm not fast. printed He's out. British. because oh. He'd get you with his Ooh. cane. It's between Gaiman stop or... Oh, oh, yeah, oh the Miracle Man thing? so tough. That's why they turned tail and ran from the colonies. Exactly. Bunch of foppish cowards. <laughs> Except for Kieran Given, author, <laughs> who we love. We love, and he's, he's a man's man. He's a All right. tough guy. <laughs> How do you store your comics? In the garbage. I throw them out after I read them. <laughs> You're really helping the industry. Yeah, I'm helping. Yeah. I help, I'm helping everyone. I put them in uh, a box. I, I get my comics bagged and boarded. I tape them up to put them in a long box. No, we use drawer, drawer boxes. boxes. Well, I'm slowly converting yes. to drawer boxes, but, uh, you know, I don't. they're not a sponsor, so I'm not plugging them. They're in alphabetical order. Well, okay. No, actually, we got um, uh, the entire store here has switched over to drawer, drawer boxes, box. and they sell them now. I bought four of them last week and combined, yeah. I think, seven short boxes into four. Uh, of the long drawer boxes and it's great. I, Witchblade I, I am box. Digging. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I've gotten to the point. I've gotten box. to the point where it's like I have probably five long boxes of stuff that is unsorted crap from the last five years that I just, you know, I used to like alphabetize everything and put it all, you know. I just don't have the time. I don't have, have, have the time. Of things I just not have, in order. I just have boxes and boxes of comics that, that would drive me. <laughs> I spent three well, days last last weekend. I can't catch up on it, dude. I spent I a weekend, you know, trying to catch it. I just there's too much. If I can't finish the books from my previous week before Wednesday, I have like a conniption fit on Tuesday night <laughs> because I know it's coming and I can't stand. I'll You're, do whatever it takes. I'll bring comics to work and read them at work at my desk and then put them in order there. Yeah, and like 
because I can't stay. I have well, to Well, you're more than welcome to take your anal retentiveness to my house and organize my comics. And then and when time. I put them in, I have to tape them and then shut them ten times <laughs> to make sure the tape is good. <laughs> Sal just gets tired of saying, stop touching daddy's comics. Just, oh, God. I've got I've got a short box of to read comics right now. And oh no, this nuts. isn't my to read. This is oh, stuff this is I've read. Defiled. Oh yeah, I went. I went. Throws it over. So what we're saying is that Sal, you're a lazy fuck. Hey, I got two no, kids I, and a house that's falling down around my head. The and comic a books in my yeah, and a friggin' <laughs> podcast <laughs> and a website. Some of the comics they, they make good insulation you know what? and stuff. The last thing I have to worry about is whether my friggin' comics are. So he's not. He's not like me. He's not sitting awake at three in the morning. Wednesday morning, like, no. oh God, I'm, I'm the new issue. No, I'm sitting. Do I put a hundred bullets last because it's a number, or do I put it in the O's for one? It goes at the beginning. With yeah, numbers. it's a number. It's in the beginning. <laughs> the I put my numbers on, at loser. the end. What? What? What is wrong with that you? That is a whole other issue. <laughs> Next question. Are you from Europe or something? Yeah. Yours, that's Canadian style. <laughs> he also reads it's right called a round too, box. <laughs> it's a circle, and you file it in a circle. If you're a collector, do you Ooh. think autographs <coughs> damage the value as the books have technically been oh, written hey. on? Hey, hey, Mr. Suntras. John Suntras. We just had John Suntras from Word Balloon uh, wander, in. wander into the store. All right, we're going to kick we're gonna kick Mark out and... Oh. Simple retailer. Right. Hey, John. John. Nice how are you doing? How are you? Good, Good to see you. How are you doing, young man? All right. How was uh, how was Mike last week? Mike. Oliveri? Oliveri? Was, was, was oh, he's fantastic. Cool. It was yeah. great. Oh, Oliveri. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, got we forgot his name there. already. We've, <laughs> got another, we've got another Mike tomorrow. Oh, cool. Who's uh, tomorrow? Um, actually, no, not tomorrow. tomorrow. La- last Wait, Monday. Yeah. we got Omi coming up? Oming yeah. and Bra- Ivan Brandon. Brandon. It well, would have already Brandon. been out by the time. Oh, we, we've just destroyed the, the illusion. Oops. Because this is next the Thursday's episode. The magic of episode. editing. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, Very you cool. Can, you can edit that right out. You know, That's it. Yeah. Editing. <laughs> How are you doing, sort of John? behind the scenes stuff that people love. I'm doing good. Doing great, guys. I wanted to come by and say hey. And uh, yeah, I didn't want to presume. No, you, you got know. you got a few minutes. So, of course, you're oh, awesome. always welcome on the show. Are you oh, okay, um, I tell you, we we've got a couple points here. Actually, um, we're saying, hey, John, this is John Suntress from Word Balloon, uh, one of our, our good friends of the show. Um, yes. So if you have not listened to Word Balloon, which you know, what, who am you're I? Stupid. Who, who, who am I kidding? Um, Chaykin, have you done the Chaykin interview? You no, know, I talked to Chaykin, and I'm uh, following up on Monday because uh, he was pressed for time. So. I got him to agree to about another 20 minutes. So was he now a, I'll be asking more questions. Was he a dick? Up. He was great. Was he? he was, That's he, good to hear. I think he likes to take charge of a conversation, and uh, that's okay, because it's just kind of fun. And Being I the submissive that, that you are, it. Well, it was no problem. <laughs> well, also, it's like, you know, I'm like, Howie, it's your dime. I mean, whatever you want to talk about. So it was fun. I mean, we really talked a lot about TV, just in general, and really his attitude, and also kind of where producers are because so many of these comic guys are really kind of touching the, the Hollywood world and it's like well geez you guys are working in, in Hollywood it's a no brainer how come they're not coming after you and and Chaykin's view on it oh thank you very much Boy, oh boy. <laughs> the All champagne right. of beers. Man. Don't oh, say what it is. Oh, They're yeah. not a sponsor. Oh, that's, but that's good. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's good enough, the champagne of beers. Yeah. I guess someone's going to have to drink Hint, hint, wink, yeah. But anyway, uh, no, he was he was great. It was really interesting. But then it's like, well, I guess we're not talking that much about Flag. But that's okay. You know, I, I, it was fun. And he has so much stuff coming out, so much new stuff. I mean, my oh, yeah. God, it's like five, he's got like five projects that are either current did or you, in the hopper. Did so. you touch on any of you know his evolution of art style at yeah, all? Yeah, well, and he talked about you know post layoff and stuff, and and also I was curious because there's a guy there's an there's an old school guy that goes back to the 70s. What new technology do you use today? Mm-hmm. And he even said with Zipatone, he's like, you know, all of the Zipatone guys, we kind of like 
figured out Photoshop before it actually happened. Right, kinda, before it you know, existed. Yeah, so he's like, you know, stuff like that is a is a boon to the things he does. Sure. And just the way he lays out a page. I mean, you know, with yeah. stuff like that, and that's when I gush. And I'm like, yeah, it's really great. You know, and that's the thing. It's like... <laughs> Do you have like, any you know, questions? How awesome... How- did you find out you were awesome at this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know that's what I always tell my friends who are artists and stuff. And they're like, you should have more artists on it. It's like I don't know what to ask. I'm like, you know, I'm like writing. I can handle. Yeah. You know, so do you think you're stuff. good? Well, you know, but it's just you just have these layman questions and stuff. Well, so, I tell yeah, you, the yeah. uh, the Luna Brothers interview you did really nice. Those, they're guys. The, I mean, I I gotta meet these guys. They're really. Cool. I want to yeah, party you know, with the Luna Brothers. I hope they're I hope they're coming to Chicago. Uh, I know I know they're gonna be at San Diego. Um, Everyone's you know, gonna be insane. I know, and also, don't you guys feel like the the Chicago show has just kind of slowly gotten less important? Oh, we were talking about years. that the last I started, week. I started okay. a thread on our forum about that. That uh, uh, Wizard World Chicago. I think that what I'm feeling right now is a little bit of a creator backlash from partly what happened with the HeroCon Wizard World Atlanta deal, and I think that uh, all the a lot of the creators that rallied around Heroes Con, mm-hmm. and I mean Warren Ellis went to Heroes Con. Warren right. Ellis doesn't come to the United States for conventions. Yeah, that was the cause. That was the 2005 cause. I, I think agree with that. a lot of people decided to go to Heroes Con this year instead sure. of Wizard World Chicago, and I'm thinking a lot of them will come back next year. But we'll see. I mean, I, I honestly think even just separate from from that whole thing. That, that Wizard Chicago has just kind of diluted the last couple of years, partially because Wizard is sprouting these other satellite cons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like we just want to spread it all out. It's two so, it's two weeks after San Diego. Well, and that's the oh. other obvious thing, too. Although a lot of them, it seems, were relieved to come to Chicago just because San Diego is like business, and Chicago is when you can just kick Well, I know, I know we talk, when Keep we talked to Rucka party. and we asked him about conventions, and he was saying that, you know, he liked... Wizard World Chicago because it was a pure comic book convention and San Diego is great and it's huge but it's you know television movies and everything and it's just an enormous and it it keeps getting bigger yeah I mean everything that's going on in San Diego this year it's like wow man you know Hellboy cartoon NBC's there with Heroes their new show that's uh, Mm -hmm. coming out in the fall you know, everybody's coming keep out growing, for this. Yeah. Yeah. You're going so, to Wizard, or to uh, San Diego, right? I am. And you I have am, the yeah. panel out there. Uh, the yeah, party. that's going to be fun. I wish you guys were there. Truly. Nah, well, truly. We're going to do a San we're, Diego episode. We, we, we are we're going to pretend we're, we're there. not nearly popular as John Suntress and his word balloon to I, be I on any you, panels. Well, you guys you guys completely kicked my ass in the web design uh, thing. Seriously, the site <laughs> looks great. Uh, I love all the options in terms of, like, you know, getting the show and stuff like that. I am very impressed. Mutual backslapping. Truly. Truly, but the show sucks. Is that no, what you're no, trying to say? No, no, not at all. No, I, no, I think I, that was kind of a backhanded comment by Sanchez, wasn't it? No, you're reading, we can you're edit it. too much. We can it. edit it. We can edit it however we want. All, man. No, I, you know that's why I'm back. Believe me, if it was like, hey, you guys are great. All right, I'm never going to see this. Well, <laughs> there you go. I, so, I tell you, I tell you I had what. So much fun last we'll, we'll do we'll do a little a little time bending at, at, on one episode Ooh. or another. John's going to be back with us and and here in a minute. Okay. Um, let's go one last question from Paper Cuts um, post, and then we'll Ooh. we'll go ahead and we'll wrap this up. Up, All right. uh, and I think this is an easy one for John to uh, uh, jump in on. What is the most valuable comic or comic-related item that you own? I have. Oh, I'm sorry. You go know, ahead, you go no. first. Okay, I have the uh, really very few things. Um, I guess the DC uh, from the 30s to the 70s hardbacks. I have those, and Ooh. actually, they're not in great shape. But I, I guess. I'm guessing my Miracle Man trades, because I do have all the... No, Son of a bitch! So, and, <laughs> can I scan those? 
I was just talking about how I downloaded those because I can't goddamn <laughs> buy them. Is, I know. You know, eventually. I mean, that's why uh, Gaiman made the deal with Marvel, and eventually they'll come out. I, I'm sure of it. I uh, really they better. So, I mean, it's, you know, and I think it's funny because I think a lot of people who haven't read it are going to be like, oh, it was all about this? Right, I mean, the hype times... is so much as it gets so overhyped. and well, so It's I just a it's character. Unfair, but I also think it's unfair because it's almost competing with things that built on those, on the foundation oh, right, of that story. Right. And it's like, well, you know, X, Y, and Z were so much better. And it's like, yeah, that was ten years they're, later. They're and better it, because they've, it was created it, by exactly, that. Exactly. You know? you know, I like, it, it, I like it, the century better. And it's like, well, well yeah, but, you know, Jenkins, based think, on, uh, yeah. It, it, it would know? be like if Watchmen was going through the same kind of legal problem sure. and Watchmen came out. This generation of comic fans would be like, oh, okay, that what's yeah. the big deal about it? It's right. like, you don't understand how groundbreaking I mean, it is. Morrison's Animal Man, same thing. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. stuff in, in uh, Miracle Man, like there's still panels in there that would be crazy to see in modern. Like I think, oh, yeah. I think in ways beyond even Watchmen, it did stuff that nowadays you wouldn't see. Like, well, we, uh, we've seen it right. in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, come on, the Wachowskis had yeah. Miracle Man on their mind with that last Matrix movie where yeah. you see Agent Smith and he's totally in the kid Miracle Man pose. And oh, yeah. You, I you mean, know, maybe you haven't gotten to 15 yet. No, I've read, <laughs> I read all of them. I stole oh, them cool. from the internet. That's cool. <laughs> no, I man, I love that story. So, yeah, that, that would be my, my okay. answer. Tom? Uh, my most valuable comic-related possession would probably be my childlike wonder. It allows me to enjoy. It. Allows me. It's priceless and allows me to enjoy. God, I don't freaking own anything worth any. Like, what the hell do I own that's worth any money? Not. I literally have just about nothing that's worth any. I can't think of anything that pops out of my head. I, right I now. got one, and if it wasn't I got for that, you know, Sal. What is I, it? My car. My 1976 Cutlass Salon that's painted like the Batmobile. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> dork. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I have um, Burgess Meredith's body in my basement, I, and I just bought Frank Gorshin. So I bought I the rights to Stanley's too. brain. <laughs> yeah, poor Frank. Frank. I uh, no, I was a fan. Probably. <laughs> I have. Uh, I, I have an old. I, I've never priced it, but I have an old porcelain. This was before, like, the whole statuettes and busts and stuff really became popular. I had bought through mail order. Through, it was, like, in a Marvel comic um, I sent in. And at the time, it was, like, 75 bucks, and this was 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was an old porcelain. It's a porcelain Wolverine. It's worth the um, it's worth about 75 Jesus Christ. Is it really? really worth it? Okay, <laughs> so there you go. It's in mint condition. I don't know. Antiques, I think this is a job for the antiques role. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I have a Conan number one that I think is worth maybe 100 bucks or something. Conan number one, the ushering into the Bronze Age. Absolutely. Yeah. It would well, be funny if, if Mark's that. like, I have five of them. Shut up, okay. baby. Well, what, yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're one item? One item. One single item. Yes, go ahead. Sit down, sir. You know what my most valuable thing is? My appearance in Daredevil. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. C.O. Salazar. <laughs> that, that is, you know, it actually kind of trumps almost. That's, uh-huh. that's the bitch of it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to pick. I've got... Uh, the thing I probably like the most is the, the uh, Alex Ross... Litho, I have it almost a signed number to Litho, the original seven. It was a Justice League, and it goes for somewhere around fifteen hundred bucks or a couple grand. Cool. Nice. Actually, I do have one now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I stole your thunder <laughs> there. I also have Cap Shield, but that's all right. All right. You have um, Cap Shield. This probably wow, isn't worth. Nerd. This isn't worth any money, probably really. But um, my girlfriend got me a signed copy of Alex Ross's Mythology. Yeah. And I I've told that. you guys this I got, story. I got that at all. 
where she had to wait. <laughs> she had to wait in line at um, Chicago, Chicago Comics. I was there. Where, assuming, yeah, and she yeah. got hit on by like yeah, twenty different her. guys. How you it was doing? Me. How you doing? <laughs> And so which, you like Alex Ross I know my girlfriend what? doesn't even listen to this podcast, but she doesn't like comic books, and she doesn't think I'm entertaining. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she won't know, but it's, uh, I'll tell her to listen, because that is probably the thing. That was the, one of the nicest gifts anyone's ever got me, because I didn't tell her to get that. She figured that out, that I like Alex Ross. I'd have to go and look. I have Alex Ross. I, I had him sign the Marvels that okay. I have. I've got that, um, I've got that Walking hmm. Dead. Last year, Wizard, did you guys see that uh, Jim Lee... Catwoman Batman poster that was like five thousand bucks. No, it was crazy. There was like it was like a limited print. I saw Jim Lee drunk in the lobby. <laughs> that is worth ten thousand dollars. It was a rare lithograph. It was, I, I'm assuming uh, the scene a scene from Hush where he's revealed himself to be Bruce and they're kissing and oh, everything. Yeah. Mm. And it was or maybe it was a thousand bucks. Excuse me, it might have been a thousand dollars, but still, I thought a bit pricey for a print. <laughs> I you know for a new yeah print, I mean I never I've never I mean like, anything that I would have had of value I, at one point or another like I said I sold my collection yeah. twice so I don't have anything that really would be of I have like I think I have like a Peter Parker Spectacular Spider Man number one with Ooh, tarantula. tarantula I think that's worth like I'll thirty bucks maybe right. <laughs> I, I uh, the thing with that yeah, poster <laughs> though is um, they didn't advertise this but it was actually drawn on the Shroud of Turin. <laughs> Which is why Wow, that's, that's why they're yeah, pissed. That's why, it's that's like why they're so pissed at it. That's why the terrorists Holy Batman. That's why the terrorists said, yeah. Okay. Holy yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Holy Batman yeah. Holy terror Batman. Not oh. many people know that Jesus and looked like a Jim Lee's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> wow. Alright. So what's next? Uh, well, what's it? Else? Are we done I, I don't with this mine. portion? Oh, what's fine. yours, Chris? Thanks, guys. No, that's no, fine. I don't own anything. This podcast? Well, we've been doing this for 20 goddamn years. 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 I don't own anything. Your Gilmore Girls limited his edition no, my, his memory of the was, Gilmore Girls. I like the Gilmore when I was 12 when I was 12 years old no 14 years old uh, my, my wait we don't want to hear about my, my, my happy hands and <laughs> my my dad got me a uh, a copy of uncanny x-men number 95 and I still have that even when I sold my entire x-men run to pay for my first uh, first year of college I kept that issue and I will always keep that and I think we've talked about it before. He he could have spent twenty dollars more instead of getting number ninety five, and he could have gotten giant size number one. So the cheap bastard screwed me out of a few hundred dollars there. But yeah. but I still have number ninety five. So well, I got three of those. Oh. No, I'm just <laughs> who did who uh, who was the team the art team on uh, ninety five or the you know, uh, that was Cockrum. That was oh, it was Cockrum. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was death, of, de- and, uh, de- death of Warburton. Claremont. Okay. Death okay. of Warburton. Yeah, that de- was so no, no touch uh, and not uh, X Men. War- really, yeah. Yeah, Warpath. Yeah, yeah, it was like the third Thunderbird. Third, third Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder- Thunderbird. Thunderbird. One of my well, it's one of those things where you really get attached to a character and then they kill him. Like three issues. You try and as if the Native American so, ten guns screwed in, in over guys, what's, by us. What's, we kill their one. All right, here. Thomas. Let's wrap this one up. But uh, they brought them back. In uh, the new please, please remember our sponsor, uh, Geek Armor. Um, thank you, Mark, for being here. John, thank yeah. you very much. Glad to be here. Uh, Tom, Sal, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday for another full-length episode of Around Comics. In the meantime, we will be everywhere in. And around and inside comics. In, we don't own that domain name, Tom.
you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week, where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>